Today I have a little chat for you entitled, He Won't Go to Counseling, What Should I Do? I think we all know couples who are in this situation. We know that it's actually quite a common tale in the realms of heterosexual relationship dynamics. The wife wants to go to couple counseling, but the husband or the male partner does not. And of course, it can be the other way around, but the man not wanting to go is so common that I wanted to explore that dynamic. And I think that a lot of the rules and the tips that I'm sharing here could be used if it was the other way around or if it was a same sex relationship as well. Uh, firstly, if this is you, I really feel for you because it's a horrible situation to be in. Basically, you see that you have trouble in your relationship and you want to save it by doing the most obvious thing available to you. Yet your partner kind of adds insult to injury and refuses to go. So you're left feeling more hopeless than ever about the future of your relationship. And this is not a nice place to be. I mean, where we want to be in our relationship is to feel connected and secure. So clearly this is a big problem. But look, hang in there. Listen to these words, and I hope that by the end of this, you feel that there is hope and there are some angles to explore. In this post, I basically answer the questions firstly, why is he so resistant? And secondly, what are your options? Okay, so before we get started, let me reassure you. Firstly, you are not alone. This is a common situation to be in and I know that doesn't really help but uh, there's some relief in it. Secondly, I also want you to know that you are not crazy in thinking that you have a problem that needs help even though your partner can't see it. You're not crazy. But I also want you to know he has his reasons for not wanting to go to therapy and perhaps understanding these reasons and Getting a little em more empathetic can help you find a little bit more hope. So here are five reasons he doesn't want to go to counselling. Number one, he doesn't see the big problem. So breaking news, first up here, is that men are different to women. Women are most often the emotional regulators of the relationship, right? So this means that we are the ones who tend to manage the emotional well-being of the relationship and of the family. And thus, it's us women who are first to see or to feel the problem and to want to do something about it. So according to the American Sociological Society in 2016, 70% of all divorces in the USA are instigated by women. So 70% of all divorces in the US are instigated by women. So in other words, women feel it first. Men, on the other hand, tend to be a lot better at enduring discomfort than women. So whether it be emotional discomfort or physical discomfort. An example of this are the millions of young men who've sat in trenches in wartimes over the years 
uh, I know women do this too, but, you know, majority was done by men and perhaps even closer to home, those who go to work in a suit and sit in an office day in and day out. And again, I know women do these things too, but men in much larger numbers. Their problem perception radar is set to much more extreme levels. Now, this, this is a sort of survival evolutionary uh, radar set setting. Have you ever noticed that men don't seem to think about where their next meal is coming from until they're actually starving? It's the same idea. The statistics show that when couples do finally get to couple counselling, they are generally four years too late. So while your partner might be dragging his heels, the st st statistics say that you are most probably right and it is time for therapy. It's time to intercept this. It's time to interrupt the patterns and get some help. The second reason doesn't want to go to therapy is that he's scared of exploring his emotions so you'll know this right but and I'm sure the culture of parenting around this is changing but if you have a man of adult years which I truly hope you do unless they were brought up by emotionally intelligent progressives the likelihood is that your partner was shamed out of their emotions so this means that sharing or being in touch with his emotions was made to feel wrong, weak, and shameful. So the idea of going to counseling for such a man is akin to asking him to explore a part of himself that is locked away in the shame dungeon. And we all have those parts. You know, they're the parts of us that are closed up and exiled, and we have thrown away the key. It's like you are asking him to choose you over the most vulnerable and scary parts of himself that, if exposed, can feel to his nervous system like a, like a question of life or death. You know, women, by comparison, are so comfortable in the realm of sharing emotions and conversation. And I know that, you know, we might not feel it all the time, but actually, what do we do when we feel stuff is we share it we talk we spent our lunch times at school sitting around talking to our friends and I know there are exceptions to this rule not all women are like this but just in comparison to our men we have been engaging in this kind of activity from a very young age and I recently heard a blog a podcast it was um, Mark Groves interviewing Traver Bohm. And it was basically them talking about a very similar idea of why men don't go to therapy. And Traver Bohm comes from a background of, I think, MMA fighting, which is like full on fighting, like jujitsu and all of that. And he was saying asking a man to go to therapy is akin to asking a woman to go and do jujitsu. It's like men have kind of grown up as boys rumbling, right? They're so used to rumbling. Rumbling is really quite comfortable. They're in their comfort zone. Not all men love it, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of how, you know, and we're talking gender stereotypes here, but it's kind of how little boys express. 
And a woman on the mats is so uncomfortable. And believe me, I have spent one year doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and it really wasn't my thing. Um, you know, the sweat and the pain and the effort and the close body contact, it was really uncomfortable. So, you know, we kind of need to reframe this a little. Quite possibly your partner's only experience of exploring emotions, unless he's done some kind of inner work, and look, a lot of men are doing that these days, which is great. But apart from that, his only experience of exploring emotions could be being made a fool of, being told he was weak, being emasculated. You know, even as their partners, we can sometimes emasculate our men for showing emotions, for being vulnerable. Um, and we, we don't mean to do this, but we're kind of culturally wired sometimes and we, we can catch ourselves doing this. So my question really is, can you blame him for being a bit reticent? And can we be a bit more understanding here? My third reason he doesn't want to go to counselling is that he's on the back foot. So the fact that you are the one who wants to go to counselling first and you're initiating the idea puts him on the back foot. This is your idea. You're happy with it. It scares the shit out of him, which makes him feel like he's already on the back foot and you have all the power. Counseling is the realm of the unknown for him. He has no idea what to expect. And also, as it is your idea, he might feel like he'll be ganged up on by your people. I don't know if you've caught um, a little comedy sitcom that's on at the moment it's a BBC production called The State of the Union and it's really funny it's basically uh, just a little 10 minute episodes and the entire 10 minutes is the couple sitting at a bar across the street from their relationship counsellor before they go into therapy and they're kind of talking about what happened last week at therapy and where they are in their relationship and the very first session uh, the man is just going, is it a man or a woman? And, and she says, it's a woman. He's like, well, I don't think that's fair. And um, when they go and knock on the door of the therapist, he ends up doing a runner and just running down the street. <laughs> and she's calling after him going, Tom, Tom. I can't even remember his name. I'm making that up. But um, apparently you find out in the next episode that he did come back for the last 15 minutes of the of the, the session. So it's quite a funny series to be watching while we consider this. Okay, number four, the fourth reason that he doesn't want to go to counselling is that he's defensive. So you telling him that you want to go to couples counselling feels akin to you telling him that he has screwed up and the little boy inside him feels like he's in trouble like he's done something wrong, like he's being criticized, and it puts him again on the defensive. And just a little word about being defensive, right? So when we are defensive, we are not open to input. A defensive stance is natural. You know, as humans, it's our job, first and foremost, to protect ourselves and keep us safe from attack. So for you, though, when your partner is defensive, it means they're actually closed off and they won't be able to hear your points or your reasons. So in order for an idea like this to be taken on board, your partner 
needs to actually not be defensive. So they need to feel safe and supported first. Okay, so understanding him, acknowledging him, finding out where he's at is going to make him help him feel safe and supported. Okay, and the fifth reason that your partner might not want to go to counselling is that he might be old school. So not so long ago, especially in Australia, the idea of going to counselling or therapy was a sign of weakness. So this is changing, thank God. But therapy can still have a stigma about it, you know, and this might be what's going on for your partner. Maybe they don't want the boys to find out or their friends to find out. So maybe all it needs is a pact of confidentiality. This is just between us. No one will ever know. So that's five reasons your partner may be uncomfortable with the idea of therapy. The next question is, well, will he ever want to go? If your partner is dragging his heels, it's quite likely that he sees counselling as something to do only when the situation is dire and catastrophic, right? So you may be thinking, yes, but this is dire and catastrophic. And you might feel like you have told him that you've been hinting, but he doesn't really know the truth of how important this is for you and your relationship. So perhaps you need to be really clear not hint but communicate this assertively and clearly to your partner next i have five ideas of what you should do or what you could do um if you find yourself in this situation so this is kind of like the action you can take so number one is kind of the question to give or not to give an ultimatum so an ultimatum would be either we go to couple therapy or it's over. So in my opinion, ultimatums are a powerful tool. And look, I have seen many relationships come back from the brink with ultimatums. You know, it really does seem to give people a slap in the face sometimes, get them to therapy or get them to their own personal reflections or get them to do their own inner work. But this tool should only be used as a last straw and only if you really mean it. It is not something to use uh, to say you lose all your power if you're going to bandy this one around or if, if you don't really mean it. Yeah, it's just not going to have any power. So number two, what you can do is you can reframe. So by that I mean... If the concept of therapy doesn't appeal to your partner, perhaps you could brainstorm together to find something that could work for you both. So approaching this as a team, you know, like, okay, so maybe therapy is not quite right for us because, you know, there's a bit of discomfort around it. But what would work? What could we do? And getting him more involved in the process and less on the back foot and the process being much more collaborative. One client of mine found a workaround with her partner who was close to the idea of therapy, but open to the team-building idea. So, you know, there's an avenue to explore. The third thing to do is to get some empathy. So offer your partner some understanding. Give him time, love, and acceptance. 
So the whole experience of making this decision could be, if you were open to it, a bonding experience. It could be a chance to get to really know each other and what's really going on. You know, it's easy to get mad, but it generally doesn't help. It gets them defensive. But instead of getting mad, get curious about your partner. What are his fears? What are his deeper values? Why is he so against it? And how can you, how can understanding all that help you both? My fourth point is research. You know, there is so much great information out there to help couples. And exploring this is something that you could do together that might not feel so scary, uh, so imposing, so threatening. There are books, online courses, YouTube clips galore. Um, I've actually put together a list of resources for you, all my favorite references, books, courses, YouTube clips, podcast episodes. Um, it's on my love list. So you can sign up to my love list um, to get my love list by signing up to my newsletter. And you can do that on my homepage which is NicoleMatheson.com. And number five, very important one, one that is very close to my heart here and one that really turned my relationship around is take responsibility for your part. You know, you are 50% of this couple. Sure, your partner is not perfect, but here's a newsflash, neither are you. If you do your part, and you take responsibility, and you heal your wounds, and you learn better communication skills, and you release your resentment, and you shift your energy input into the relationship, you can change a lot. And yeah, ideally, you would go to therapy together. But there is another way, you know. I coach women to transform their relationships by guiding them to bring out the best in themselves and their partners. I believe there is so much that you can do without needing him to be involved. You know, the transformation happens from within you and radiates outwards. So maybe you don't need to be so hung up on getting him to therapy. Maybe you could look at yourself. And you could change a lot. Having said that, I know that being in the position of having an unwilling partner really hurts. And it's not a nice place to be in. And, you know, I feel Yanni. But I really hope that this blog post has given you some hope and some guidance for how to navigate, navigate this tricky patch and bring out the best in both of you. And, you know, uh, if you wanted some ideas on what to do, what to do next, just give me an email. I'm at hi at NicoleMatheson.com. Take care, lovely one.